We give the praise. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying with us again. Let's take our seats. Why we take your seat? Now, tonight we'll do tests. Bring out all your summer notes, the things you have been writing since I started teaching you last Sunday. And we'll start from here. I wanted to tell me scripture, scriptures that you remember. Here's the whole of this ending. What have I been teaching about, first of all? What have I been teaching about? Yes, choir, what have I been teaching about? Be very quick and take your seat. Sit down, don't stand. Just sit down. Yes, what have I been teaching you about? Good. You must remember what Jesus said in Mark about self-deception and what James said about deceiving oneself. A pastor was speaking to me on the, in the car when I was coming. And he was telling me that a minister, one of the friend ministers, or sons, my sons, could forward one day and express how he's having problems with some members in his church. And he told him that, you know, he, be, he believes that many are not disciples. But the apostle told you that the Lord told him last year to gather the people and begin to disciple them. And he said to him that go and download all the teachings Apostle did for 90 days while he was teaching his members. One of the things about deception, self-deception, is many Christians are victims. We are victims, many of us who are Christians, because Jesus says so. Let me take you through. Okay, let me ask you. Yesterday I was teaching you about, um, we continue to talk about Okay, no, 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 that's not right. I need five minutes to do your summary. Now, when I started teaching you on Sunday, or the previous Sunday in Cathedral, about the coming of the Lord, what is the main scripture that we look at, the body of the scripture we look at? Second, and we began from Matthew, Matthew 24, yes, when Jesus spoke about his coming and signs of the end. Then, but the main scripture where I showed you about the ministers who are now preaching error, where the Bible talked about them. Eh? Second Peter. It is Second Peter. Second Peter tells us the story. And in that story, all questions are answered. Because Second Peter tells us about the fact that in the last days, I thought it's on the board, it says, there will be false prophets among you. There were false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. And it says, these teachers will, you know, will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereignty, uh, uh, sovereign Lord. 
who brought them find bringing swift destruction on themselves and i showed you this scripture that this end time many big names that you know in the church of god today i told you last year god said he begin to expose them and pull them down because a new order of things was come because majority of people who go to church on earth don't know god they don't know jesus they go there and the ministers give them false hope the ministers themselves have lost touch with the lord so now they are teaching wrong things errors and this scripture is fulfilled it says these people will be false teachers they will secretly introduce that is you know systematically okay destructive heresies even then if you look at the next verse it talks about the composition of those people the element that compose or how do you know them or their functioning it says many will follow their shameful ways well and bring the weight of truth on this report the next verse is in their greed so the first thing we see about this is that they'll be greedy very greedy you know a greedy person is a person who has an attitude to have much grab it and more just to be in control of any many 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 people when they never satisfy when a person gets to a place whereby you having urge for more and more and more you're not satisfied what happens to you is that you begin to waste the money you can buy a shoe for ten thousand pounds and that is the major problem now that some are buying gets ministers and they have to justify their reason for buying those jets because they have to justify they have to lie against the lord you see some from one sin to a deeper one all right you will buy things that are your want not your need and the money that you should have invested in according to jesus christ helping the orphans helping the poor helping the needy and stuff like that you will really say that you have helped them enough all right but the fact is that the church of the apostles gave us the spectrum of what the church of god should be what happened in church of the apostles if you look at acts chapter 2 and acts chapter 4 and 5 you will discover that in the acts of apostles there was no needy persons in the church why because those who had took care of every need if we will interpret that in, in our own days a church that has a lot of money can invest in social housing and give it to their members for no interest muslims are doing that in england if you go to hsbc and you ask for mortgage if you are a muslim you must be given mortgage without interest but if you are not a muslim you will pay interest in england now it's been on for a long time why because the muslim community from saudi gave money to them and they believe in their quran that they must not give loan to their brothers and take but it is the bible that tells you and that part of bible is what they put in the quran too in no way am i saying that christianity and islam is the same they are not the same but i'm saying to you that in occultism people will have an entry into a place they will 
they will stand by the gate and bring all their court brothers in. Okay? They will share their money. They will help their own occult brothers. In Christianity, why? And this is the reason. Ministers who are paupers, God blesses them. The congregation explodes. They control billions. Some nations, they control trillions. And yet, people are starving to death in their churches. And they are wasting the money on yachts and extravagance. I will show you something today. But if you look at it, it says they were greedy. And the greed is interpreted from introducing destructive heresies tactically. Remember that the first verse one says. That this spirit of Antichrist, it will make some teachers rise among you who will introduce to you destructive heresies. But it says that it will have its root from greed. If you look at most messages you have been hearing over the years, in most churches and Christian television, every message ends up with an offering. Greed. That offering is not to the church, it's to the pocket of the minister who preached. They will justify it too, which is lying against God. They will use the Bible to back it up. Some have instituted various Given, they gave offering names that are not in the Bible, and some had now invoked the old law of the Old Testament into the New Testament by their by that uh, you know uh, committing a great heresy, like the issue of firstborn redemption is a slap on the face of God. It came from the devil out of the spirit of greed in man. Because the principle of firstborn redemption in the Old Testament, the Bible tells us clearly, it is a sacrifice for the firstborn, which was a shadow of the coming of Jesus. In the book of Romans chapter 8, it clarifies it that the Pentecostal church, from the time of Jesus Christ, we all who are born again have lost our firstbornship. We are now secondborn. So in this age church, there is no firstborn. Everyone born again is a secondborn. Let's look at that together. I'll come back to this, Peter. Uh, Romans 8, very quickly, please. You should know those scriptures, those of you by the projector. Chapter 8, let's go straight away. From verse 29. Quick, quick, quick. If we look at that scripture... He says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he may be what? Come on now. So who is Jesus Christ? Who is he to you? He's your senior brother. So all of us born again, we are second born. So if a minister therefore says, God said, you should pay a redemption of first born, it is a it is a direct contravention of eternal order, which is called heresy. Heresy is a systematic deviation from the right doctrine of the scriptures. But if we look at this, many who believed this do not look at the scripture. Because you understand what we're saying is that the Bible says in that Peter that the source of of inspiration that will trigger 
destructive heresies and wrong teaching is great. Okay? That is, is great. Alright? I want to be the most known in the country. I want to be the one most honored in the country. I want to be the most rich or the richest in the country. Greed is an appetite to just be in control of everything. So, because of the greed, they will come up with various teachings that are destructive. And let me say this to you. All this, somebody told me also last, uh, I think it was January, when I went to Nigeria. It happened that Nigeria and America are the major offspring of Satan to use, that he uses in this age for wrong doctrine. And Ghana is the major offspring of Satan that he uses for uh, false prophetics. Satan has, you know, you know, various things he uses in various countries. Now, he uses Nigeria a lot in wrong doctrine. And I'll tell you all this wrong that came out from Nigeria. And he uses America also a lot, which is second to Nigeria, the church. But then Ghana is, is um, you know, false prophetic. Now, this is it. Nigeria is the most free nation under heaven. There is no nation that fasts like Nigeria. I concur, I believe, there is no nation under heaven as zealous for God as Nigeria. And when I say God, they are zealous for a God. Those who worship Satan are extremely zealous for Satan. To the place whereby they can sacrifice their children for Satan. Those who worship God are so zealous for God that husband and wife may decide to live like singles for 200 days because they are praying and fasting in Nigeria. Though that is not necessary for God if you are born again. But they do it to show their zeal. A Nigerian can lock himself up in the, on the mountain and deprive himself from all pleasure seeking God. So the zeal is there. But do they find God? No, they don't. They don't. Because if you look at the nation of Nigeria, the moment Nigeria went into wrong teaching and errors that, that began to come, which I'll help you understand it is going around the world now, Nigeria lost the covering of God. Nigeria in the 70s, early 80s, before I left the country, was a safe place. And things were a system, we were working rightly. There were thieves, of course, but not like what you have today. You know, I remember the first time robber that was shot. And in those days, there wasn't any. Really, before the armed robber was shot, who was called Uyenusi, in Nigeria, they had Omo Jaguda. And Omo Jaguda had his compound very close to uh, uh, Okepopo. I know the house of Mr. Jaguda. I know that house. <clears throat> and when he sends his boys out, they are pickpockets. They train them like um, this guy in England who was a pickpocket. I've forgotten his name now. Eh? Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist, isn't it? He's the one that is a pickpocket and stuff. So, Oliver Twist is a story, but Nigeria is a, re- a real thing. Omar <clears throat> Jaguda is real. Mr. Jaguda is a man. He was a man. Now, you know what happened is that in those days when they steal your stuff, you have them in that place, you have them in a place called Jarawa, 
When they steal your thing and you go to Mr. Jaguda, by tomorrow they will bring it. I still grew to meet in Nigeria when people are selling grocery. They will leave their fruits outside in bunches and they put, if it is five pounds, they just put five pounds over there. And people will come in and take how many bunches and they put the right money without anyone collecting money from them and they will not steal. I grew to meet it. But Nigeria, from the late 80s, they started the doctrine of deliverance, which is the first fundamental error, which contends with what Jesus said in John, as we looked at yesterday, chapter 8, if the Son therefore make you free, you have indeed. And the people who propounded that, Satan succeeded in developing the doctrine of deliverance because a typical African man goes to witch doctors for solution. And the reason why they go is that they have this mentality that some people is after them. Now, when they now came into the church, the church people who did not have the real power of God began, because of this greed, to be in control of the people, came up with this erroneous doctrine that they begin to tell people that if you are born again, you still need to be delivered. And that is very catastrophic. It is totally ungodly. It is absolutely unscriptural. But you know something? They went from that to the issue of generational curses. And because it is a fulfillment of end-time prophecy, people who perpetrated it had the greed and they had this influence of demons, which First, first Timothy chapter 4 says. But many people now join the trail, according to verse 2 of Second Peter chapter 2. It says many will follow. Because those who perpetrate the error, we have money. The crowd will go there. Because the crowd believe that somebody is hunting after them. You cannot tell a crowd who have no salvation about the freedom that they have in Christ or the power in the name of Jesus and the blood of the Lamb. No. They are always used to pay somebody to help them do something for protection. So the church of God became harborless. They wrote several books until God began to raise people like myself to look into the same scriptures that these people have used to perpetrate the error and you see the next line of the scripture tells the answer. Tells the answer. But it's unfortunate that this error had proliferated so much and I say that 99% of the church are in it. Now when a new person is going to tell them that come, come, we're all running towards the valley. They will say to you that but look at the person leading us. Who are you by the way? And everybody came running to hell. And many have died and they have gone to hell in the church. I helped you yesterday to know some scriptures. One of the scriptures they preach about this era of um, uh, generational stuff is uh, Exodus 20 verse 5. If we look at Exodus 20 verse very quickly, because tonight I want to speak briefly, but I want to give you enough information 
about these scriptures we are looking at. The working of Satan in the last days. It says, you shall not bow down to them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. What is this that you should not bow down to? Verse 4, thou shalt not bow down to any graven image. Okay? Verse 4 says, you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of, an, of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. Then the next verse says, you shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, I the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children from the, for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation, and they stop there. And that is what they quote. But that scripture didn't say that. The Lord told me, read the whole scripture. If you look at the whole scripture there, it says, of those who hate me. And the Lord Jesus asked me, do you hate me? I said, no, I love you. He says, then how could you believe that this scripture applies to you? Do you bow your head so I don't? I said, no, sir. He said, so how can you accept that this scripture applies to you? He says, son, it does not apply to you. Go tell them for me. The next thing the Lord showed me was Ezekiel chapter 18. Verse 1, which is another scripture they use to propagate this doctrine of, of um, the national curses. Look at what it says. Ezekiel 18, 1. Don't worry, sometimes the computer, because it's not born again, is slow. It says, the word, the word of the Lord came to me. Now let's see verse 2. What do you people mean by quoting this proverb about the land of Israel? The fathers eat sour grapes and the children sit a certain age. Now stop. If, is this an instruction? Can I ask you, is this an instruction or a question? So can you use a question to preach? No. God is just asking you a question. He hasn't given you any direction. He says, what is this nonsense I'm hearing among you? What God called nonsense, will it make sense to you to preach it a sense? Or yet, many people have paid offerings to those preachers who use this to tell people that your fathers can eat sour grapes and your own teeth can be set on it. But God says, why am I hearing it? If we look at the next verse of that scripture, shall we read it again together now? Stop. So when God said, you will no longer quote this, why should it be the major preaching in the church and many people wrote books on generational curse? God said, you will not say it again. So it means that the people who said it, who taught it, suddenly they must be speaking from demonic spirits. Isn't it? Come on now, let's speak. Or is it the Holy Spirit that makes them begin to speak about what Jesus said? Don't speak anymore? Okay. You will understand, but millions all over the world, Christendom, who have read several books on the reasons why God will punish you for the sins of your fathers, it is hard for them to comprehend that it's a lie from the devil. 
No, someone says to me, but there is there are scenarios in my life that in some families, you know, somebody who is the first child always have a particular misfortune and it, it goes around the family from the third, fourth generation. Do you know something about God? Whatever happened to you cannot determine what God is saying. You're just insignificant among billions of human beings on earth. God wrote the Bible before he sent you. Let me tell you as a son of a wizard, this is the reason the devil will assign a spirit with a father who is a cult and who has covenant with him. And he will make a covenant that, well, all my ancestors and generation, they are yours. That covenant is binding because of the fact that the person, which is the spirit, that that man signed oath with is a higher spirit than him. And every man born in that generation or in that family, they are just human beings. They cannot be as powerful as spirit being, in this case, Lucifer. So, Lucifer assigns some demons over the covenant. As the same thing that when God makes a covenant, he assigns angels. Alright, when we say that blind see in the name of Jesus, it's angels that make it happen. Because the angels, the Bible says that, praise the Lord you who is holy angels who obey his bidding. The angels are the, are the, are the, are the protectors or the, the custodian of God's covenant. The executors of God's covenant. So, anybody born in that family, those spirits will trail after them. Demons don't have automatic right over human spirit because human spirit in creation is higher than angels. Okay? What causes demon to have supremacy over some people is sin. All men have sinned and punished the glory of God. When man without Holy Spirit lives, he will soon do what his father did and his grandfather did. And it is the act of the father and the grandfather that gave legitimacy to the claim of the demon. For the soul that sinned shall die. Whoever is controlled by the flesh shall die. You saw all that in 2 Corinthians 15. Flesh give out the flesh, flesh give out the spirit. So, as long as a spirit assigned to the same attitude can operate through the descendants, and the descendants go into the attitude, that spirit has supremacy by law. He contacted the contract by behaving the way his father and his forefather behaved. But then, this father now gave birth to his son. Who decided to connect himself with Jesus? Who refused to serve the idol of his forefathers? A son who said, my father had done evil by turning away from the God of Israel. And he decided to serve him. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. Don't go there on your something because I want to deal with this. Applies. If a man therefore is in Christ Jesus, is a new creation, all things are what? Pass away. All things have become, including your forefather's sins, your grandfather's sin, the, the, um, the contract between Satan and you. Look, today I'm not talk- I don't want to talk about generational causes, but I need to help you understand this before we move on. Let me say this to you. If you understand the principle that a covenant can only be binding if there's an enforcement of a higher power. Okay? If the government of this country make a law and you are higher than the government. That law cannot bind you. Okay? 
So because demons are higher than normal human beings, the covenant they make with their forefathers is binding upon the children. But when a man now decides to break that gap and now sign contract with the king of kings and the lord of lords, the creator of demons and angels unto who they will all give account. That person automatically had broken through the barrier of the supremacy of devil because you are now married unto the one who created devil. Therefore, the Bible says, don't you know you will judge angels? And in Ephesians chapter 2, if you read from verse 6, it says that we have been seated with Christ Jesus in his right hand in, his, in the heavenly places. So you and Jesus Christ, you are the same. And that's why the Romans chapter 8 verse 29 says that you have become the brothers of Jesus so that he may take the supremacy among his brothers. Okay? Now, listen to me, therefore. If you, who have now signed contract with the one who created demons, are told that demons have dominion over you, from common sense reasoning, think about it. But the church of God, unfortunately, billions have believed this. Some have gone to the mountain, fasted all their lives, seeking for a solution which they didn't lose. I told you the principle of going to mountain to pray. You left God at home and you are going to mountain. Who do you want to meet there? When Jesus says, the days are coming when no one will go to this mountain. He says that the days have come that those who will seek me will seek me in spirit and in truth. And Jesus says also that, look, for those kind of people, the Father seeketh. I have never been on a mountain in my life. And I don't intend to go to one. I, I, I told my daughter a joke today. That the day she will marry, I will invite everybody, put you in a jet bomber and drop you on, on top of Olumorok. That's why we do the wedding. <laughs> oh, the reception will happen in Olumorok. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to me. But it's not a sin to go to the mountain. But if... What your thought is that your house where you live is too noisy. You can go to the seaside because it's serene. Alright? You can go to the wilderness in the bush because it is quiet. You can go to the top of mountain because it's quiet. But if you have the mentality that that is where God answers prayer, you are an idol worshiper. Satan had made you worship idol rather than Jesus. Because Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered, I would together now. So, understand that what I'm trying to help you to understand is the, the Second Peter chapter two, which says that this will tactically take us into. They will, they will gradually, you know. Satan knows that if he comes to tell you that Jesus is not Lord, you say, "Shut up, get it behind me, the devil." But Satan knows that if he tells somebody who is a minister to tell you that you see. You are spirit, soul, and body, which is correct. Your spirit is saved, which is correct. Your mind is not saved. It is going through salvation, which is correct. Your body is not saved at all. It will be eaten up by worms, which is correct. I tell now tells you that because of that, therefore, see that your body, Satan may enter it. Satan lives there. You know that if you look at the analysis, it seems. It's neighbor. But 
You know why Christians are so gullible? You don't know the Bible. Because if anybody who knows the Bible, Satan told you, or a pastor, no matter how anointed he is, no matter how many authority he carries, tells you the first thing is correct. Your spirit, soul, and body. Tells you the second thing is correct. Your, your spirit has been saved. Your soul is being saved. That's why you read the Bible all the time to strengthen your soul. Your body is going to the heart, it says, it's, uh, of this world. Yes. And when he now derogates the saying that that is where the devil belongs, what will come to your mind? Know ye not that your body is my holy temple. Body, not spirit. But you know, the greatest killer of man is what? Ignorance. That's the greatest killer of man. Why the devil can tell one Christian that, you know, through a minister, that your body is mine. Another Christian who just knew it from the word of God can say, no, 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 shut up, get away from here. And devil will not go near him anymore. Because he knows that that's unknown. So, the one who doesn't know, he will now begin to develop many reasons why. He will show you ministers that they delivered. He will show you uh, somebody that, that something happened to, similar to that. Satan can make you feel that you are mad when your brain is correct. I would mean, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so therefore, I want you who listen to me here, and those who are listening to me on television know this. You are the author of your now. You are the joint author of your tomorrow. I say that now is who you yield to that determines now. But tomorrow is who you cooperate with. If you cooperate with Jesus and is looking at the word of God and studying it and knowing the word of God, then your tomorrow is certain. If you cooperate with deception, which is the greatest weapon of the devil today, your tomorrow is toilsome and troublesome. There is no enemy anywhere for you, except the enemy of your soul. First, to be overcome. Ah, that person who bleeds in the anus. I command that bleeding to cease in the mighty name of Jesus and every pain in that anus, whatever it could be, going through the anus into the rectum area, that inflammation, I command it to shrink back to the normal. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Do you know something? Jesus said, therefore you and I, Matthew 24, Oh, watch out that you are not deceived. Now look at this. This um, Go back to the Peter, yeah? In the agreed, these teachers exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them and their destruction has not been sleeping. Okay, look at the next one. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but send them to hell, putting them into gloomy dungeon to be held for judgment. Yes. If he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on its, its ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of what? Not preacher of faith. 
Not preacher of prosperity. Not preacher of deliverance. But preacher of righteousness. It is only righteousness that spares a man in the destruction to come. That's the reason why the minister who said, if a man is caught in adultery and is shot dead, and the minister said that man will go to heaven if he's born again, that minister is already in hell while living. I want to read some scriptures to you. Give me 15 minutes, I'll finish. The next verse. If he condemned the cities of Sodom and, and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. Did you see hell? Ungodly we burn like Sodom and Gomorrah, sulfur. Because the Bible cannot miss his words. It says he made an example of what is to come. And he has said to us in previous verse that what is to come is that anybody who is not a preacher of righteousness shall burn. That's what he's saying. It's literary, isn't it? This is not any philosophical stuff. The next verse says, and if he rescued lots, a righteous. Can you see now? The first man, Noah, it was because of righteousness. The second man, Lot, it was because of righteousness from hell. Who was distressed by the filth Fill the lives of lawless men. If your heart does not ache by the lawlessness of the world today, then something is wrong with your salvation. Look at what he's saying in the next verse. For that righteous man living among them day after day was tormented in his righteous. So, by the lawless deeds, he saw and he had. Then the next verse says, If this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue who? The godly, not the sinful. The godly men from what? From trial, not the disobedient. And to hold the what? The unrighteous for the day of what? Judgment. Why continue in? When continue their punishment? Let me show you some few scriptures. This takes us to this. Very quickly. Why does these people behave like that? Two reasons I gave you yesterday. The Bible says in the book of 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, the Spirit clearly says that in the later times, some will abandon the faith and follow the saving spirit and things taught by demons. That is in the church. Alright, we'll come to the three, three uh, parties of deception later on. Such teaching also, such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. Prosperity. I was in India. And a Hindu man, rich man, came to me. And uh, haven't had the gospel. And he said to me that, you know, the problem is this. He said, we Hindus. He said, you Christians, your God is a beggar. I said, what do you mean by that? He said, all his priests on television all beg for money. He said, we watch them every day. All of them are begging for money. Every priest begs for money. He said, when you turn the television, they don't tell you anything that you can do. Just begging for money. I was looking at him. He said, but we give our priest money. He does not need to beg for money. And I asked him that, this meeting that you have come, have I asked you for money? He said, no. I said, I pay my own ticket. I pay my hotel. And I'm not taking a penny out of India. Case closed. 
I don't take love offering from India. Crusade is not a place where we take offering. Here I, we have been doing our crusades in it. No offering in our crusade. In church we take offering. What offering has an ungodly man in his hand? It is an unholy offering. The offering unto holy God must come from a holy hand. The Lord told us that. The Lord told me that when he did the sermon on the mount, how many times did he command, come? How many times did he take offering? When he conducted the crusade and fed 5,000 people, the Lord asked me, how much offering did he collect from those people? The people came for salvation, you are taking from them again. He says, you who I bless is the one I told to go and pay for that. He said, never collect offering. I will don't collect offering in our meetings. I've been to meetings in some countries where the ministers came and, you know, because they're asking for the money that they will go and bring people. I told them, I'm not crazy minded. I don't care for your people. If the people will not come unless you give them money, let them stay away. The fact is this. The one that is afflicted that will have been released, he will die in his affliction. I always give them my video that, look, go and look at what happened in Chagam. Take, go show them. Show it on your television and see whether people won't come to my meetings. Those who are mad for salvation will come. They told me, pastors told me that you must pay these pastors for them to be able to bring people. I said, I don't do it. And they told me this man of God did it. That big man of God did it. That big name, that's what they do. They have the crowd because they gave us X amount. I think, and that was in Africa, but the people who spoiled them came from America. I don't want to mention names on television. The ministers who came from America, who went to America and told America that, you know, we had one million people saved. And the people who came to the crusade, they are not up to 80,000. Counted. And the minister would go, we sat down and sat down and said, why do you lie about the people? He said, if we don't tell them that in America, they won't raise money. He's one of the ones you respect most. And I, when I told him, I sent a message to him that, you destroy Africa for innocent people. We went everywhere in Africa. I went to Nigeria. I went to Cameroon. I went, all of them, so they were asking me. And they told me the same man, when he came here, he brought dollars. He gave us X amount, X amount. That's why we too, we told our members to come. And we, we too, we are loyal. We are your men in the field. And we need money. Point blank, I tell you. When that came to my face, I pitied God. I pitied God. Some preach for their belly sake. I, I asked the what they wanted that, what can I do to help you? Then I came to recognition again that, I'm talking to God. Yes, I'm talking to God. It's like a father who has many children and everybody abandoned him. Who will you tell? How will we do it together? You need to hear this because when the Lord will call you, make sure you have your career. In CFT Church, we don't appoint a jobless man to pastor. We don't send it to pastor because you say God is calling you. If God is calling you, show me what you have done successfully to earn livelihood and to feed your family. And in this church, we don't believe in taking a bank manager and sending him to become a village pastor. If he's a bank manager, he has a standard of life he's living. If this church cannot maintain that lifestyle, 
it would be stupid for this church to, to, to send him to go and pastor where his children have right to the same standard of life, even better. But check the churches across the globe. It's not happening, sir. It's only one man who lives comfort. Others suffer. It is on the devil. Substitutions come through hypocritical liars whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. You know, sometimes when I, when I sit down, I think and I will begin to cry before the Lord. People are singing their praises. Their names have been written off from the book of life. God is still performing miracles in their gathering, but they are no more with the Lord. They are no more. Jesus says, Son will come to me and say, We perform miracles. We did this in your name and that. He said, I know you not, you men of evil works. You know? Let me give you the second scripture. Why do ministers behave like that in this end time? The Bible has prophesied it that some ministers will be deceived and many Christians will be deceived. And there will be many teachings on the pulpit that are from demons. Look at verse to uh, um, Isaiah, I mean, Second Corinthians chapter two, chapter eleven, verse fourteen. Why do they behave like that? And no wonder, Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. No wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants masquerades as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their action says. You know, I was seeking God about this further, and this is what the Lord gave me. Why? If you look at this, poor ministers don't do all this stuff. When ministers are poor, they fast and pray. They fast and pray. Not only that, when ministers just start, even some of them, some offering you give them, they will reject it. Nobody, if anybody brings money to them, they will check who is the person. But now, if people bring blood money, if it's big offering, they take it. You know, a minister was telling me, and not a minister really, a minister was talking to me today, but many ministers have met on the field, especially within Nigeria and England. They came to me as and said that we want to be as spiritual father. Okay, I said, okay, no problem. And then they asked me, what does it take for us to be your sons? And I said to them, follow me as I follow Christ. They said, no, sir. We mean, what is our obligation daily? I said, follow me as I follow Christ. They said, we will do that, sir. But what do we give you? I said, follow me as I follow Christ. Each time they came to me, they go back to ask other sons who brought them, is this my journey? And I said, I told you now, <laughs> he will give you what he has. He doesn't even need anything from you. They said, no, it cannot be. Because eventually they now came together and said to me that, even it's on video live. They say you are a different father. Someone among them said that, is it because he came from England? 
They all said no, but we have other people who came from England too. The same way they do. They said the fathers that we had before, whenever you go to them, they ask you, what did you bring? Yes. Ah, it's in the boats, I said. Put it there. They will go and empty their boats and then put in an offering. And the offering they must give them, they told me the minimum they must give. If they go to them, they will take the offering and say, okay, you put it there. All right, bless you. God bless you. And that's all they get. They cannot call them when they hurt. They cannot call them if they have problem in their home. They cannot call them when they have problem in their church. They have nothing direct, but that the position those people believe is that I am a father, I am influential, so you can say you are belonging to me. My ministry in Nigeria is now causing some trouble. It's a terrible one. That's why I'm begging all of you to let me go. You will have to let me leave you for some time. There is more work in that nation to do, to save the sinking ship. Because all those people, the call fathers, I can knock their door, sit them down, and face to face confront them. All of them. To start well, is <laughs> not the one to be credited. He who endures. Look at what the Lord showed me today. Let me show you this. It is not a new thing. It's not a new thing. Today you hear that one minister fall there, very big name. Tomorrow you hear another one fall there, very big name. Now, we're now coming to a place whereby some of those ministers who fell, the act of evil they are caught in, a newly born again cannot do it. Why? The Lord showed this to me. Let me read it to you quick. Look at the book of Hosea. Hosea chapter 4 verse 6. And why do people follow them as well? The two answers are here. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge. Christians don't read the Bible, so they are gullible to liars and fraudsters who claim they have anointing. One of them said that I don't care about these people who said they went to heaven. I care about it. <laughs> I don't care. The time that the Lord, if I can't hear the Lord anymore, I will ask for death instantly because I have no more use on earth. It doesn't matter the age. The time that the Lord Jesus will tell me, I will not appear to you again. I will tell him, don't go, sir. Take me along now. Because of what use am I 
If I'm called a man of God, and I cannot describe the heaven that people are going, I've never been there. Who sent me? Have you seen an ambassador who cannot describe his president? Have you seen an ambassador who does not have access to the Senate? Is there an ambassador who has not got an allocation or who does not argue with his president concerning his jurisdiction? Who does not make plea to his sender that I need help? A minister who thinks going to heaven is a taboo should not be followed. It's not a gift to be taken to heaven. Vision is not a gift. Trance is not a gift. Prophecy is a gift. To see angels is not a gift. It is relationship with God. You don't have to be an apostle or a bishop or pope or general overseer. They may see nothing. Nothing. Look, let me tell you. Among you, God has used me for miracles, cripple, walk, blind, see. Wonders happen. I've spoken to thunder and lightning. It froze in the sky. I commanded birds. It fell from the, from the sky. An evil bird. We have it live on video. You all know it. But the part of me that God put the gift is different from the part of me going to heaven. Because a donkey prophesied. And stones were ready to sing praises for Jesus. <laughs> if God gave you a gift, doesn't mean your heaven is guaranteed. You may raise all the dead bodies in crematorium. That doesn't make you anything before heaven. Demons know us. Not by anointing but by close walking with the Father and the Son and His Holy Spirit. Not by anointing. <laughs> Elijah was a single man with no church. <laughs> but he was the one who caught fire from heaven. Jonah did not have followers. Really, when Elijah called Elisha, okay, Elisha found company of prophets. They were not part of Elijah. So, Elijah, nobody. You are studying Amos now. Amos said in chapter, chapter uh, 9, is it, that I was a shepherd. I am not even from the priestly family. There are many people on earth, in different churches like yourselves, who don't raise the dead. You don't cast out devil, but you are nearer to heaven than many big names that you hear. Pray for them and pray for mercy. That's why you must be careful because somebody has a popular name. Don't go and kneel down that they should lay their hands on you. If they lay their hands on you, many of them who are living in adultery, which hasn't come out, adultery spirit is what will first jump on you. Yes, I'm telling you. I'm telling you because now that the, those that are now on the social media have been exposed that they have been living in adultery for 10 years or 20, more than that, you don't know it. The only thing we know with them is that they teach all these doctrines that we are talking about which divert the heart of man from the Lord but towards a man as their God. But now it is coming out that in those years they have been doing this they have been living unjust. Put on your ear, please.
Look at what that scripture says. My people are destroyed from lack of knowledge because you have rejected what? Knowledge. I also have what? As who? So he's talking to priests. Ministers. Isn't it? Then look at the next one. Because you have what? Ignored the law of God. Now, the first contravention of the priest is that he rejected knowledge. And the consequence of that is that God rejects him. The knowledge of the word of God is talking about. He's not talking about being a professor. He says the second one is that you have ignored the law of God. That is righteousness. So, I will also do what? Ignore your church as the children. People will pray, pray, pray and break their bones to no avail. They will fast, fast, fast. I told you, another error that I've been doing is all these long, long fast they give people. They just summon you. 100 days fasting, 90 days fasting. Nonsense from the pit of hell. Satan told them to fast, not Jesus. Not Jesus. Look at the results in the, among their members after the fasting. Look at the result in their own countries after the fast. Somebody must be fasting wrong fast. According to Isaiah 58. God wants repentance. They join vagabonds and crooks, pervert the way of truth, exploit the people, and they are telling the people to fast, punishing them again from eating the food God gave them freely. The reason why, if you don't hear from God, the reason why you must believe what I'm saying is this. Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Moses fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Remind me another person who fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Please help me. Yes? Remind me. Who is the person? Who is the person? Jesus fasted, Moses fasted, Elijah fasted. Did Elisha fast for 40 days, but did he not do double miracles of Elijah? Did any of the apostles fast for 40 days? Come on, church. Have you read that Apostle Paul or Apostle Peter or Apostle uh, Matthew fasted for 40 days and 40 nights? But Paul took the gospel to the heathen. Joshua, did you hear him fast for 40 days and 40 nights? He commanded the sun and the moon to stand still. And the revolution of the earth around the oblique, the orbits, stopped. The rotation over the axis froze. Sun stood still at the valley of Aijalon. The Bible says there had never been a time God had a man like that. He didn't fast for 40 days and 40 nights. So, what is, who is the God who told these people to tell God's people to be fasting 90 days? Is it the God of the Bible? If that God is telling them, where is it in the Bible that he has said that before? Is God writing a new Bible for this Pentecostal age? Secretly introduced destructive. You know what that fasting does? It makes people believe that it is their efforts. 
other than the grace. Some of you have done that before. So no avail. But here, with the word of God within three months, you are in a different plane. You are in a different plane. You are in real contact with God. Jehoshaphat, 2 Chronicles 2020, fasted one day. And God changed the battle order. Alright? Hezekiah and Isaiah only cried to God. And God sent an angel to destroy the enemy. Nineveh was to be destroyed by God. Some theologians say it's three days they fasted. Some said they think it's four days. But certainly it's just within two, three days. And God relented of destruction. Esther and Israel fasted only three days. And the edict of the king was changed. What has result? What is the national result in those nations people have been fasting all these days? Apart from Nigeria graduated from armed robbery to hired killers, from hired killers to kidnappers, from kidnappers now to Boko Haram. <laughs> to Boko Haram, who knows what will come thereafter? God says, I hate all this, your un- ungodly gathering. Rend your hearts. Teach the people to rend their hearts. The same thing with the Laudation Church, the Church of America. Prosperity, 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 until some Ill- few people who are the preachers are the ones prospering. At the expense of every other person. And they began to demonstrate it. I want to show you in the Bible how they got there. They began to lavish the money they didn't sweat for. They didn't go to school and read hard before they made money. And then work in an establishment and, and start for many years before they read the job. They just are good talkers. Short while they had a lot of bunch of people who are ignorant themselves rushing into their midst by manipulation, exploiting them, make billions. And then, they began to grow more in error. And some people were frustrated because they did everything, they taught them to prosper, but they failed. Prosperity has only one step, not two steps. Job 22, 21. Submit to God and be at peace with Him. In this way, prosperity will come to you. Go back to my, my, my uh, Amos. Let me finish. Uh, Hosea. Now look at what he says there. I also reject you as priests because you ignore the knowledge, the law. I also ignore your children because you ignore the law. The next verse, look at this. It's interesting. The more the priests, let's read together. So, is that not correct? When they were begging for food, they didn't lie against God. They preached raw preaching. Raw preaching. Sinners wept. Now, because sinners can bring offering, they pat them at the back and they change their program to God will do it for you. 
every day. The Lord will bless you. When will God punish you? <laughs> when the Bible says, Say to a sinner, he shall die. Every day, prostitute will come and bring tithes of prostitution. Yes? And robber will come. They call some armed robbers in Nigeria. He said, God, don't cast me to do. Yeah, it was on the paper, I read it. They said, What are you talking about? Shut your mouth. He said, he said every day when we go, before we go out, we pray. You pray when you are going to kill people. The police beat him. He said, God, don't cast me to <laughs> So the police now sat him and said, What are you saying? He said, We have the pastor pray for us. He said, We pray all the time. We pay our tithes. Yes. Sometimes the police went and raided a pastor who they paid the title. to. Yes. You know, for an arm robber to come to, the, to a minister to give him money that if I can sow a seed in the life of this minister, his God will protect me from evil. You can know how terrible wrong doctrine has gone. The more the priests increase, the more they are godless. And it says, they exchange their glory for something disgraceful. They feed on the sins of my people and relish their wickedness. Ministers behave like the, the members who are godless. They share girlfriends. Yes? Yes, yes, they do. Go to the internet and listen to what you're saying now. But what the Bible says, the next verse, and it will be like, say it again, read everything. Read it again, it will be like I thought that minister who, who you know said that God will not punish a person who was caught in adultery and shot dead there if he's born again. God said I will punish the priests and I punish their members. Because their members are godless and the priest is godless. The last scripture you will read tonight. Don't, when I come next, tomorrow, you will tell me all these scriptures. I'm sure you are writing them down. I will sit down, you will tell me. You will preach to me. Now, look at, let's read Jeremiah 28, 23 verse 8. From verse 9 really. Jeremiah 23 verse 9. You know why I'm showing you this one? Because we are saying that these ministers haven't got blessed them. They have followership. They have money. They have fame. Why should they behave like this? God said, the more the priests increase, the more they sin against. You remember one thing I told you when I asked the Lord one day, I asked the Lord Jesus one day, that I don't want to, when he called me, I said, I don't want to work. I want, leave me as a surveyor. Let me make millions out of my sweat. Let me make the money. And I told the Lord because I don't want to fall. Because I've seen great men fall. And Satan laughed them to scorn. 
Remember what I said the Lord told me? The Lord said to me, son, you will not fall only on one condition. I said what? He said, remember where I picked you from. Don't you remember I told you that? Remember where I picked you from? A man born naked out of his mother's womb who did not bring money in his hand or key to the wealth of this world. And by God's mercy, the breeze of God blew upon him and gave life to him. And in his presence, he grew like a tender shoot. That water will water, the water of the heavens will water in the day and in the night he grows. How could he turn against the one who made him great? It's only by remembering where you came from. You know, in this house, all of you have been with me for 26 years. You know that I don't have two friends. The two friends I had, I mean, when I say two friends, I don't have double friends. I have only two friends on earth, minister friends, who are covenant partners. Prophet Hancock, Apostle Talk. They are the only one I remained with. Now God had brought Dr. Lockett. And Dr. Lockett, the reason why I associated with Dr. Lockett, I was invited to his pulpit in his absence. He gave us his church to do crusades. When I got to his pulpit, God brought the man before me from when he was a baby. And I began to tell on his pulpit, the man who owns this pulpit, this is what he was when he was a baby. As he grew up, this is what God did about This is life. This is what God said to him. This is what is happening to him. Where is the man? He was not there. They told him, he came into my meeting, my minister's meeting with jeans. And then I was preaching to the minister. Suddenly I started talking about him again. And he was there when I was talking now the second thing about him by the Spirit of God. And the man at the end of the meeting said, I am Dr. Locker. said, oh, you are? You don't look like one. <laughs> and when he came here, he told us his story, how he also joined the prosperity preachers in America and all over the place. None him flew all over the place. Until one day the Lord sat him down and told him that if you don't stop your company with these people, you will go to hell. You were delivered by a powerful hand. God brought him from, a, he told us, big drug groups. Very terrible man he was. And when he got saved, he got saved into the hands of prosperity preachers. Quick, they have taken him all over the whole place. You know, they use the testimony of many people to make money. The testimony I bring on television, they will begin to raise offering of my testimony and they make money. When he said, ah, so this is how money is. He just started joining them. Preach what they preach, preach until the Lord sat him down and told him, I didn't call you for that. He said his eyes opened and he said on our pulpit here, he left. When he left, they told him he's stupid. Because their own mind is that if you don't have money, you cannot run the ministry. No, you don't need money to run the ministry. You need Jesus to run the ministry. Not money. Before money was, we are. <laughs> money we go. We still be. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> God has not stopped turning stones into, uh, um, taking money from the mouth of the fish. And so I have uh, uh, Dr. Lucker. But have you seen me bring any of the 
names you are hearing in the world. Never. These pulpits, none of them will step it for life. For life. I have turned a few of them down recently. One of them called me two years ago. We're friends, of course. We're friends. He called me two years ago. And I said to those he sent, go tell him that Apostle William said, if he wants to, if he wants me to identify with him, he must desist from lying to the people on television and flocking with a vagabond guy. He goes about with this man with Rasta who will be prophesying on television and he's saying, God sent this man. God sent And God told me that that man is a bush doctor. And I said, he comes to London to another deceiver. I've seen him in that pulpit twice. Because of that, he cannot step my pulpit. Unholy things shall not step there, says the Lord. I've been in with him in 97. I was, I was received by, by them. The father-in-law really called me. He was coming here before he died. That is how close we are. When I go to their place in America, his wife will follow me everywhere I go to preach. Really, my first business card was done in his office. And his name is all over the world. But that is not the issue. He'd never been on my pulpit. Why? Because of association. People will come into my members and they will lie to my members and, and, and empty their pockets and leave, leave for me a bankrupt people. No, I will not take that. I don't rob you. So how can I last one? This is my home. It's like a father calling a, a thief to come and rob his own seed, his children. If anybody comes to my pulpit, if he preaches the, the truth, no matter who he may be, digress to the devil, I will take the microphone and stop him right there and I will open the scriptures to correct all what he has said before him. I did it before to a bishop. Yeah, he came from Nigeria. He's my old friend. And when he got to my pulpit, he opened and began to say all this stuff about prosperity. When he finished, he sat down. I took the microphone. I said, church, so sorry. He was the one who said that the church should give me an offering. They should give me anything. Those who have their wristwatch should give me wristwatch. How can you give your wristwatch to a minister? Is he a wristwatch seller? He said they should give me their shoes, they should give me their wristwatch, they should give me television, they should give me eyes. So when I let him finish, when he came, he said that you must appreciate your bishop. Your, your, when I finished, I took the microphone and I said, Church, you appreciate me. The offering that they sell you collected, give it to the church. And if you put your wristwatch there, come and collect it. We don't sell wristwatch in CFT. And I opened scriptures before him to correct him right there. That was his last day on my pulpit. I will not shy away from a man who distorts the truth because I respect the man to dishonor my God. No, it will not happen. There's nothing man can do to me than to put a gun in my head and shoot me. And I guarantee you, if he's for the part of the truth, he can't penetrate me. He cannot. You have seen a sample of that in Jamaica. He can't. Look, let's finish this job. He says, concerning the prophet, my heart is broken. This is God speaking within me. All my bones tremble. I am like a drunken man, like a man overcome by wine because of the Lord. This is Jeremiah, sorry, speaking. Because of the Lord and his holy words. Now look at the next verse, God starts speaking. He says, the land is full of adulterers because of the curse. The land lies past. 
and pastors in the desert are, are withered. The prophets follow an evil course and use their power on just. And that is Ghana. Somebody will tell you that, um, you know, um, uh, who, who is here? Your mother, your mother name is Teresa, 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 Teresa. <laughs> and they said she was born, she was born, she was born. I'll tell you the dates and it will be correct. Your grandfather's name is Joel, Joel, Joel. I will tell you the date. Ah. It is Kumasi Hill they get their power from. Oh, yes, I know. I was told about 15 years ago when I went to Ghana, when they were just imagine. I was really told by the ministers of God in Ghana that they, they wanted me to come and go and deal with that spirit that they are going to collect power from. All these young prophets, apostles in Ghana. They will tell you the date, your date of birth, your, your address, and everything. It's a simple thing. It's called a wake me. There is something they call ache me. If you cut the leaf and you wash it, they use that, that leaf to wash calabash. If you cut it and wash it, a voodoo priest only needs one incantation. Into it, wash your eyes. You will, be, you will tell somebody the day that he was born. You will tell him the address that he lives. You will tell him everything Satan had done to his life. All the problems he's gone through. The only thing you cannot read is the plan of God for the future. All the plans of Satan for him in the future, you can tell him. You know, when I look at believers who are gullible, I pity them. You don't go to Satan without contacting disease. It's not possible. When you go to God, you get the gift of the Spirit. When you go to Lucifer, you get the gift of the Spirit. The gift of the Spirit of Satan is to kill. And the Bible says in this phenomenon, you shall not go to a medium, it shall defile you. But you know, they are reckless because every prophecy is money. Every prophecy is money. Every prophecy is money and also adultery. Say the, the godless. Curse the land. The land is full of adultery because, the, the, because of the curse of the land lies past and the pastures in the desert are withered. The prophets follow an evil course and use their power unjust. The next verse, very quickly. It says the prophets and priests are what? Godless. Character, nothing. Virtue, zero. Holiness, out of the window. No wonder Kofi Busam of uh, the witch doctor went to confront one of them in Accra one, you know, some few years ago. He came in and grabbed the minister. It was in the paper. He told the minister, I have come to collect the rest of my money. I gave you power. All the members were there. Yeah, the press came and they took it. They, they, they recorded it. He said, give me my, my, my money. You, you have made money through my power. Then what are you not giving money? The house of God. But I want the people in the world to know that we are not, we are not all stupid. There are still some of us who remain. <laughs> I was invited about the Kofi Busam, but it was too late for them because he, he, he contested Christians to come and meet him in the stadium, challenged Christians of Ghana. Nobody could confront him. And he went to the stadium and did his nonsense. I said, if I have had, I would have gone there. It's, I don't need prayer, no intercession. The man said he will command, he will plant a tree and he will grow the same day. And he did it. 
And he said that if Christians can stop him, they should come. He published it in paper. And no one could. People are saying they are praying in secret. When we went to, when I took you guys to Ogiri, and they told me that there is a forbidden forest in Lagos, in Nigeria, I asked them that who forbid it? They said they are forefathers. I said today we know who is the forefather. The two men are your forefather. Let's enter that, that, that. We enter the forest. Not in the dream. We did not fast and pray to do that. We walked about 0.5 kilometers in the forest into the river. Before us is a hut, a little build, a little mud house, which the, the priest lives inside. He does not come out except once in a year. When he heard the noise of hallelujah, he came out of the place. When he came out to confront us, he had cowrie. He was wearing cowrie all over his body to the, to the ground. And the man was standing in the air. Useless and useless. Over useless is infinitesimal useless. What brought you out will destroy you. I move forward straight towards him. As we said, in the name of Jesus, the man vanished into the, into the air, into the bush. He is not found till today, to, to understand. They haven't found him in that city. The, the evil cults, national celebration they do yearly, ceased from our crusade. That is the place where they send the evil bird to kill, and I commanded it, he dropped dead. Haven't commanded life out of him. Then one useless man, we call himself Kobib Sam, and holding the whole Christians, children of God, ransom in the city over my dead body. In England, here they called us at the beginning of this church to Worthing, where they had the same issue. They called us to Lancet, where witches put blood in the front of the church. In England, put blood in the front of the church. I took my members, we went there, we opened the door and she entered the church, used water, cleaned the blood. And they were asking us, are we not going to pray, pray over a blood that a stupid man puts in front of the church? To me, the Bible says, foolish are those who worship idols. If the Bible says that they are foolish, they cannot be but foolish. Isaiah 44 verse 9. He says they think the treasure are worthless. If they are worth anything, God will have said it. To me, they are worthless. They said they put something on the ground, don't, don't. Don't, 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 don't walk on it. Who told you that? The artist is not even the of Why should I not work? Should I pray because somebody pour a useless water in my phone? I will step on that water and nothing will happen about it. You call it something, then it's happy something. You call God something, your God's happy something. When Moses brought his rod and threw it on the ground, did Pharaoh not throw two rods on the ground? What happened to the two rods? They were no more. The God of Moses now lives inside you. Are you been there? Don't let anybody terrorize you with all those nonsense. It tells me that nobody entered the forest when wicked, wicked occult are entering. Are there not somebody? Uh uh-uh. uh. What about Casadega in America? A city they called for 100 years dedicated to Lucifer in the United States of America. Everybody who bought land there, it was Orlando by Benin when Benin was still in America. They, they will not permit Christians to buy land there. We went there. I asked on their head, where is the concentration of your power? He told me, he gave me the map. I told the person, let's go. We went there, removed my shoe, and I said, okay, 
This is the river that you, you, you worship the devil. I put my leg in the river. And I read Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I commanded that spirit to shift that day. And I prophesied. Before this time next year, a church will stand on this ground. A young man had the voice after I left. Standing there today is a church of 5,000. I would mean that. Is he by anointing? No. I'm a foolish man who believes that the word is true. If God wrote it, that settles it. You can't tell me different. If you tell me, if I respect you and honor you as a man of God, the day you teach wrong thing here, I don't, the honor is gone. The honor is gone. The church of God must be set free. You know, if they call me for anything now, I have come to the place where I will sit down and just send you, go and deal with it. And you will. The witches of Lancet will never forget. Of, uh, be, um, it's not even Lancet. Lancet was the blind man that was healed. It's um, a Cornwall, Devonshire Cornwall. Built. Built. Wasn't it? If I can't build area and stuff like that. Take your card away, my friend. Are you with me now? You must know the truth. It is the truth you know that sets free. If Satan cannot destroy me, he can't destroy you. If Satan cannot touch me, he can't touch you. But we must be in the same frequency. I don't believe anything either said by my father, earthly father, or said by my uncle, or said by any man under heaven, if it's contrary to what is written, and what Jesus said, and what the apostles said, I cannot believe it. Neither can I even accept it. So it can't make me fear. First of all, fear a madman. Somebody, anybody who worship idol and they are, they are behaving all those irrationally, they are only mentally derailed. Um, Dr. Jigini will tell you. Let's, <laughs> let's finish with this scripture. Oh my God. Okay, so, both prophets and priests are godless. Even in my temple I find their wickedness, declares the Lord. Carry on quickly. There will, I will explain this tomorrow. Therefore, their path will become what? Slippery. They will be what? Punished to wear darkness. And then they will what? Fall. That's what will happen to false prophets. I will bring disaster on them in the year they are what? Punished. Look at the next verse. Quick. Among the prophets of Samaria, I saw a repulsive thing. This is the prophet of God now. Okay? They prophesy by what? Baal. They are in the church. And led my people Israel what? Astray. They are in the church today. The next verse. And among the prophets of Jerusalem, which is the house of God, I have seen something horrible. They commit adultery and live a lie. They strengthen the hands of the evildoers. Take offering from anybody. It doesn't matter their recklessness. Those who stole money, bring offering to church. Those who rob people, kill people, and, and exploit bring money to church. That is what he's saying now. So, so that no one turns from their wickedness. Anybody who comes to them, they just bless them. He says, they are like Sodom to me. The people of Jerusalem are like Gomorrah. That is the church of God. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty says. Concerning the prophet, I will make them eat what? Bitter food and drink what? Poison waters. 
Because from the prophet of Jerusalem, ungodliness has was spread. Listen. Through the land. This is what is the state of the church today. Continue please. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Do not what? Listen to what the prophets say. Are prophesying to you. Don't listen to their false prophecy. Anytime you turn on Christian channel. And you see a man said, I'm prophet this. I will prophesy to your life. They are all liars. Know that. Or you go to church and say, I'm going to pray for you. And God is going to do this. They are all liars. The Christian channel is supposed to preach so that sinners will repent. They are, they are all bankrupt guys who have nothing to do. Exploiting people. They speak by bar. The Bible says. May God shut them down. They speak visions from their own minds. Not from the mouth of the Lord. Now I love this. Look at the next verse. They keep saying to those despised. Who despise me? The Lord says, you will have peace. Those who are like sinners, the Lord says, you will have peace. People who are living in adultery, they will say to them, the Lord says, you will have peace. People who live in prostitution, they will say, the Lord says, sexually pervert. They will tell them, the Lord says, you will have peace. And robbers, and to all who follow the stubbornness of their hearts, they say, no harm will come to you. Harm is not coming to them in Nigeria. Ministers have told those who defaulted the country and robbed the treasury dry. You have peace. God has appointed you. A robber. Who they should tell, repent or you will perish. And tell him, the number of days he shall be no more. Listen to me. No harm, they say. We'll come to you. Hey, look at verse 19. But shall we read it together? Read it again. He said, you see, to hear God and speak, you must stand in the counsel of God. I remember when I went to Nigeria, this is 2016, isn't it? That was 2015, Avi. When did the new government come in Nigeria? This year or last year? Last year. When I went to Nigeria in January, at that time, a minister's gathering we had. And they were saying to me that, Apostle, what is God saying about Nigeria? I said, don't worry. I was ministering and the Lord showed me a shoot that was a, a big tree that had grown. But has no more roots. I said, what is this? He said, this is the present government at that time. He said that there is no more roots. He said, they have eaten. I saw worms. They ate all these roots. He said, push it with a finger and it shall fall. I said, then Lord, who will be the next? He said, look at the shoot. And I saw a shoot. It looked lifeless. And that shoot is so, you know, a slim and thin. And I said, what is this? He said, this is the new government that will come over Nigeria. And the shoot began to grow. But as small and tiny and lifeless it looks, it could not be uprooted by man. And then it began to grow leaves. And the first year, everybody was touching the leaves. It was playing. They were playing with it and saying it's good and stuff. And the second year, the leaves started cutting their to bone and cut their bones off. 
And I said, Lord, what is this? He said, I will raise for Nigeria a Jehu. He will bring to judgment every vagabond from the church and the government. Listen to me. He says he will not stop until he has used the last sword. For the empire of Satan over Nigeria will come to the grassroots and down to the floor. Because God has risen for the salvation of the nation. And he says to me, many church leaders shall be slain by it. He says there will be no escape for those who are vagabonds among the government. And after that, the Lord showed me a wild wind blew in Nigeria. And that wind blew everything away with, with mountains and stones and rubbles. And a clean highway was perfect. And I saw a young man walking on the pathway. And Lord said, that is the one that will take over after him. He said, but I will use this one to blow away all day. And they told me that, Apostle, that cannot be because almost everybody here in this nation said that the old government is God's appointed government. Who has stood in my counsel, says the Lord. And I told them, I don't care whether you believe or not. I'm going back to England, it will happen. When it happens, calls me. Call me back. And the Lord said to me that really I should tell them that they are praying that there should be no trouble by February. Everybody's prophesying there will be trouble in February. Some say Nigeria will split into two, into pieces. That will work. And God said, tell them that nothing will happen in Nigeria in February. But March is the month they should pray for. When you hear God, it makes a difference. You are not impressing man. You don't care to impress man. If you bring me an offering and God said, tell this man that I will kill him. I will tell him that God will kill you. With that offering you are carrying, just if I go. I saw somebody on television who was perpetrating error. I told mommy that if that man sent an offering to me, send it back to him. I will call him to come and answer to me first. I will not take a penny from a man who is ungodly. Listen to me. To hear God is to stand in his counsel. Who shall ascend the heel of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? Who are those? Who do not? Or they will and look at what that scripture says. But who, which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see or to hear his word? Who has listened and heard this word? Let's stand up together. We're going to pray. You know, if you by any way came late today, we have been praying from seven. And we have prayed all prayers that we need to pray today. But this hour is just for us to hear the word again. So that you can be fortified for this race. There will be a wild wind of error. Serious contention because all these old folks that God is going to be shaking, which is shaking now. What I saw and I told you before, they started fighting the new move of God. Because a new move will begin from nobody. People with no name. And the one God will raise. But these people will not lie. They will not distort the world. They will not distort the truth. They just spread the word. And these Pentecostal, you know, gurus now, they are the ones who wage war against the last revival. I saw it. They fought to turn it. They went to the government to legislate against the move of God. Because God had departed from Saul. But they failed. 
And I saw many of them, they called their normal meeting. There was nobody there. Because the Lord had come to rescue his sheep. Not rapture, where the carcass is, the vulture will go. You want to pray. Lord, assign your messenger at the door of my heart and my lips and my eyes in this season. So that I may hear the counsel of God, that I may see that which God is showing. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Assign your messenger, O God, at the door of my ears and lips and eyes. Tell the Lord, help me to stand in your counsel. Help me to stand in your counsel. That I may hear your word. I want to hear your voice. Help me, O God. In this time of falling away, Jesus says many will fall away in this season. Tell the Lord. Give me discernment in this season. Ask the Lord to give you discernment of spirit. Ask the Lord to give you the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of insight and revelation of Jesus Christ in an increasing measure. Tell the Lord, help me not to be deceived. Tell the Lord, give me dedication to your word. Jesus said, the love of many will wax cold. Pray and tell God, help me that my love for you will not wax cold. That my love for you shall increase on a daily basis. Pray and tell the Lord, protect my family, protect my children, protect my heart, protect my body from falling away. Pray for your husband. Pray for your wives. Pray for your parents. That God should protect every one of us. That in these days, because the Bible says, even the elect may be deceived by Lucifer. Help me not to be deceived. Father, we pray thee. We bless you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Remember yesterday we looked at this Three parties of deception. Tomorrow we will revisit it. Jesus says, Watch out that no one deceived you. When we look at the word no one, and we found that no one interprets into three applications. Self-deception, 
satanic deception, which is demonic deception, and then people deception. Are we together now? This is the prayer I want you to pray. Tell God to raise you as a scepter of truth in this season. Because many already have been deceived. Tell God, make me a voice to be heard. That my, I will be a scepter of truth in my office, in my family, in my city, in my nation. That the truth as Satan has proliferated the whole world with falsehood. Tell the Lord to use you to be the preacher of righteousness and the preacher of truth. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Let my voice be heard to the ends of the earth. Let your voice of truth take over and speak through me. Tell the Lord, raise me as a scepter of righteousness, a symbol of righteousness, a preacher of righteousness. In the book of Peter, he says, Noah was a preacher of righteousness. Lot was a preacher of righteousness. And so they escaped the destruction. Use me in the midst of my family. Use me in the midst of my neighborhood. In my area that I live. In my city. In my school. In my office. Let me be the solution of truth. Help me, O oh God, to lift up the banner of truth and righteousness. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord, tell the Lord. Sanctify our lips and our heart and our mind. Oh Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. One more prayer we will pray. Choir, remain where you are. Ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never change. Ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never Ancient of days, ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never change, ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never Ancient of days, ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never change. Ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you will never change. We are going to pray.
in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 4. He said, The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in your womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. And the book of Isaiah 14.24 says, The Lord Almighty has sworn, Surely as I plan, it shall be. As I purpose, it will stand. You want to pray. There are two purposes for man. For godliness and for life. God's divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness. Through our knowledge of him. For life is your career and your profession. For godliness is your spiritual assignment. Are we together now? And God said he has sworn he will never withdraw. And he will fulfill his plans. You are going to tell the Lord, Father, fulfill your purposes for which you sent me to this world. Don't let me be a waste on earth. That in my spiritual mandates, I will affect nations. In my earthly mandates, which is my practice, my career, my business, I will affect generations. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Remember your promise, O God. The Lord Almighty has sworn as I plan, it shall be as I purpose, it will stand. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. You said to Jeremiah, before you were conceived, I knew you. I set you apart. There is something you set each one of us apart for. Father, we pray that you will give us the capacity to fulfill. Give us the grace to manifest. Fulfill your purpose for which you have created us. Fulfill your purpose for which you have created us. Fulfill your purpose for which you have made us. O Lord, my King, I don't want to come to this world in vain. Tell the Lord, let my, let my life affect my generation. Let my life affect my nation. Let my life affect my continent. Let my... Esther was was a slave. But she affected the foreign land and became the queen. Daniel was a slave. But he became the next in command in Babylon. Joseph went to Egypt as a slave. By the command of heaven, he ruled over the land. Tell the Lord, the Bible says in the land, I'm taking you into build houses. He said, marry for your children. And he said, you'll be established there. Domain there and rule over the land. Let me affect my generation. My spiritual mandates. My earthly mandates. Give me the capacity to to manifest, Lord. Tell the Lord to brighten up your vision. In this month of May, I will discover more my purpose for living. Every day that I live again, I will fulfill the reason why I'm breathing. 
begin to declare, the devil will never be able to frustrate me. Heaven will frustrate Satan over my life. The wicked one will never be able to hinder me. Heaven will hinder him in the name of Jesus. Everything that God created, they will combine together to cooperate with my moving forward and affecting nation. Doors shall be open for me everywhere I go. I shall not be hindered in all my moves. Declare my name shall be favor. The mercy of God shall be my garments. The glory of God will encompass me. The fire of God will surround me and my abodes. Evil shall be far from my camp. Jehovah will reign over my life. The God of Jacob is my God. Make declaration, God will celebrate me. Satan will never celebrate me. Satan will never laugh at me. God will be glorified in my life all the time. Lord, I pray thee. Lord, I pray thee. Now I want to begin to decree against the plans of Satan for London. It shall fail. It shall fail. It shall fail. It shall fail. On Thursday, God will choose for London. On Thursday, God will choose for London. We frustrate all the gathering of necromancers. Every talisman, every invocation, we neutralize by the blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God will frustrate the power of Satan. God will manipulate the mind of people. The one that God has ordained, who will listen to the bidding of Holy Spirit. The one who will give, who will make laws that will allow the gospel of Jesus. The one who will run the nation in righteousness and equity. A Cyrus should arise over London. A Cyrus should be given to London. Who will let the people of God go? By this time on Thursday, it is settled. Let's pray for America also. There's a cloud of confusion over that city. That God will emerge in America's decision. We shut the White House, the door of White House. From every ungodly man, anyone that God has not ordained shall not enter therein. Father, we decree a decree over the White House of America that a God-fearing man who will lift up the banner of Jesus over the nation of America is a coming. Is a coming. Oh, Lebron de Bosa, let God arise over America. Let his enemy be shattered. Let the righteous be glad over the nation of America. God's elect will rule over the nation. Yea, pass through America, pass through London, pass through Europe. Let's pray against all this fundamentalism that the Lord will, re- will rebuke the spirit of fundamentalism. We rebuke the spirit of fundamentalism. 
will break the power of Satan over the hearts of men, young men in the United Kingdom, in Europe, that have been deceived by this Islamic fundamentalism, we destroy the hold of Satan over them. We pray repentance into their heart. They have been deceived that they are going to heaven or they are going to hell. Lord, we collide with the devil, with the spirit that deceive all these men that they are going to heaven. Holy Spirit, reveal to them their destiny. Reveal to them where they are going. Visit all of them in Syria. All of them wherever they are scattered. In the forests of Nigeria and Cameroon. Holy Ghost, visit them. Show them the vision of hell. And bring them to repentance. Let there be a massive revival among the ISIS. Let evangelists be raised among the ISIS who will preach the gospel of Jesus. All their remnants in UK, let revival burst in their midst. Jesus, reveal yourself to them. Have mercy. Stretch out your hand of mercy and begin to bring these people to salvation. Let them begin to preach Jesus and there will be so much preaching death. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Father, Lord, we thank you for tonight. For the wind blows wherever it wills. Nobody knows where it's coming from. Nobody knows where it's going. So are those led by the Spirit. Have we not said our garden is unto you? And we thank you that you are in control. Nobody tarries before you and go empty handed. Bring out your request before the Lord. Oh, Father, you said make all your requests known. In the book of Matthew 7, 7, Jesus, you said we should ask and seek and knock. For whoever asks receives, he that seeketh will find. And unto he who knocks, the door shall be opened. Unto you who is able to do exceedingly far above what we can imagine or ask, I present all these requests before you. And the things in our spirits that are yet to be written, I declare them met in the name of Jesus. Not according to our imagination, but beyond our imagination and ability to communicate. As you leave my presence, I say, you will begin to encounter miracles. The hand of God from heaven descend upon you. That which you are presented before him is granted in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. For the word of God cannot be broken. The Bible says when the night came, they brought to Jesus many people who were infamished. And the Bible says they all went home rejoicing. Today, for every request that we, you brought to this place, 
I speak, you go home tonight rejoicing. By the dawn of tomorrow, some of you will receive the testimony. Before we shall meet tomorrow, there shall be jubilation. Provision from heaven to be able to fulfill all this by the power of the Most High through the ministry of angels received in the name of Jesus. The Lord will send His holy angels concerning you. They will guide you in all your way. They will bring you to this land that God has promised you. The expectation of the righteous shall not be cut off. And so your expectations shall be realized and manifest. Father, we bless you because it's done. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we have prayed.